episode of Cosmos with Cosmos. I'm Liz. I'm Mike. I'm Brandon. He's here. He made hey. it. He did it. I can't point the right way. In no, the you're pointing everywhere. It's, it's all it's all foobard. Uh, I, I can't. I can't do it either. I know. There we go. Well, you did it. You did it. Well, yeah, if, no, you, if you're listening to this, we're now. trying to point at Brandon on our screen, and it's just it's, it's, just it's chaos, a two dimensional uh, object. So you just yeah. point forward. I'm, I'm probably there. Stay <laughs> right there. Right there. Um. Anyway, we got uh, another high in the sky episode for you, but. This will be our last episode of the season. We'll be back uh, in a month. In September twenty fourth. Don't uh, you mean a month? A month. We'll be hey. back uh, with, uh, I guess, our our next seasons. Uh, oh, what have you? Um, with, I think it's funny we call them seasons where we just just we take basically a break. we basically get to around like August or September and we're like, all right, we're, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take some time and then. <laughs> You know, but anyway. Uh, so, before we get to uh, what's up in the sky and astronomy news that we like to cover on these episodes, uh, Brandon. Yeah. What are you drinking? Um, so, first of all, I'm drinking water because I just spent the last That's five, fair. six hours on different airplanes. That is very um, fair. And so, my, my, my backup drink is then uh, the time zone of mystery. Oh. <laughs> I don't know where I am. Uh, so, it is... <laughs> I think I've had that on the show before. Uh, some kind of scotch, Averna, and Vicar 43. All right. How fucked up will Brandon be uh, when we go to the hangover? When I'm uh, assuming he will get to that. I'm drink. glad he wrote down a thing he wants to talk about because. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, just one drink and the water. I will I yeah, will survive, as Gloria Gaynor once said. I, I don't know, man. Uh, anyway, Mike, what are you drinking? I'm calling it the Vicar. Ah, hey. um, it is uh, mason jar. It is mm-hmm. bourbon um, uh, with um, creme de cassis. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's also got mm-hmm. lemon juice and some simple syrup in it, and um, a couple of dashes of some bitters. Ooh. And it's garnished with some beautifully big and sweet blackberries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cheers! Cheers! Yeah. Uh, I am uh, going simple today, and I'm just having a little Ghost Captain Space Hop, aka cool. Space Hop. I'm Space Hopping. We're going to be Space Hopping around the sky, so All right. we're Space Hopping today. I don't know if I'm allowed to, am I allowed to say real brand names on... Uh, I, you know, I, know I was going to say they now have always to be running. Like, uh, well, <laughs> One of those black tapes, yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> Let's find us first. It's Aha. a drinking show, so uh, you know we'll promote your stuff for free, and then you or, can pay us for they, it. Yeah, they sponsor us. They they can sponsor us. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, so they drinks. can. You can. Sponsor hey, us. I see what you did there because drinking oh, out of a can. Yeah. For those of you listening. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Katie's gonna be having some rosé when we get to the hangover. Nice. Why wait? I like it. Why wait though? Jump in. Wow. <laughs> I think you may be right. Uh, this one, like, I've had two drinks and it's already settling in. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of oh, water for brain. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, of course, follow us on all the things at Drinking Cosmos on X. X, yeah. Cosmos with Cosmos everywhere else. I, I, I'm a Twitter stand. It's Twitter. I'm not, I mean, I'm it's Twitter.com. Twitter. I mean, it you be, can't. We're going to change the it domain. Should be. Um, uh, we, anyway, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Just Whatever. because. Just because of who it is, we should call it Twitter. Just, just, just a, yeah. those were petulant lines. Yeah, I'm, I'm up for that. Uh, that's fair, Katie. Always, always listen to your tummy. Let me tell you. Uh, and uh, you know, listen to us on Spotify or whatever podcast platform you like. And of course, check us out uh, on YouTube, where you can see our wonderful faces. Uh, coming at you and then of course uh if you want to see some other cool things check out some other cool stuff uh you can uh look up wild ixia wild ixia on etsy uh for some really awesome art by my talented and amazing sister who listens to her tummy uh mrproctorshow.com or buddy ron proctor he has another website uh but i can't remember what it's called now and i keep forgetting to look it up before we could do the show uh but you know he's an all-around good guy educator planetarian uh blender pro um and i know he's been doing some blender tutorials Ooh, a lot like, coming out with a, a lot like eve six anyone anyone 
because they can put the heart in the blender and yeah, walk spin yeah. around. Oh, and feed okay. Like it. Oh, okay, okay. Is that what this? Is that what that lyric is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever looked up the uh, actual lyric. Now we have a gnat joining well, us. If you want to know lyrics, just ask me in the Hangover, and I can tell you them word for word. Oh, it's actually one of my least favorite songs. <laughs> Sick song, yeah. Uh, and our good buddy Jack Northrop over at the Rolling Bluffs Planetarium in uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa. If you're in that neck of the woods or the plains. Fields, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be plains, plains, plains. If you're in the neck of it's the plains, the uh, corner of Island. check out uh, his planetarium, and he'll give you a good time near the show. Uh, <laughs> that means something different. After the hotel I just oh, That's yeah. a hangover story. Okay, <laughs> that's true. It'll give me a good space time. Uh, and of course, every other Wednesday we have the shots, little shot-sized bits of astronomy science that come at you, uh, and they're lots of fun. So we had one come out just recently. Uh, one today. We'll be recording one later today. Uh, that'll come out uh, in the Wednesday after this show is released uh, on Spotify and stuff. Um, so check them out if you want something short and educational and fun and hilarious. <laughs> No, I oh, I don't know how hilarious one could be. Today, but... uh, and of course, we have uh, some rules or, uh, you know, a game, a uh, drinking game to go along with it. If you hear any dogs barking, uh, take a drink. Um, they're pretty quiet right now, for now. Uh, if we make any Star Wars or Lord of the Rings references, also take a drink, because we're nerds. Yeah, take a drink if Brandon passes out. Yes, yes, <laughs> Brandon passes out. <laughs> Brandon I, I, dies during and, the and show. That, I think that is the special rule. Um, if you see me zone out and you like talk to me and I do not respond, you take a drink. Take a drink. <laughs> okay. Brandon's yeah, lost between time rule. zones. That's what <laughs> he's time zoning. Uh, time zoning <laughs> out. <laughs> so okay, so it is two p.m. my time currently. Uh, that means I left for the airports. At 3.15 a.m. my time. But that was... Wait a minute. And that oh, means I woke up at 2.45 my time. Oh, so you left at 3.15 mountain time. Yes. Okay. I was. It, I, I did some quick math in my head, which I can do simple addition at the moment. But that's it. That's, that's all. It. That, those <laughs> no, are the limits no of my cognitive ability. Basically 11 hours ago. Yeah. Matt is going to drive me crazy. Downsides of living in the forest. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's let's get high as this gnat should be uh, in the sky. You're Uh, a professional. You can do this. uh, um, Watch the show Uh, for September, since we will be out uh, all of September, taking a break, except for September 24th when we come back. Uh, You know, we thought we'd uh, say check out what's going to be up there, a few things, and then you know get some recent astronomy news, because there's some good stuff that's happened. Uh, And then when we return, we'll check out the night sky for October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which sounds spooky. Yeah. Uh, so, constellations <laughs> coming up in September. Uh, you know, we're changing seasons Are pretty we? soon here. Yeah, pretty soon. Oh, we do live in a place where the seasons do change. We yeah. do. We nice. do. That means it's time to back up your systems for any uh, planetarium users out there. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Always back it up. Always back it up. That is our support uh, <laughs> message for the day. <laughs> Planetarians back it up in the dark. Uh, constellations, as we switch seasons, we got fall ones that are going to be rising in the east late in the evening. Uh, what that means. And so, of course, we have uh, mid, about mid September, um, early in, I say early in the evening, but probably about 10 p.m. local time, uh, is uh, the classic. Fall constellation set of the iconic story known in pop culture as Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. We got we got the cast. We got we got Cassiopeia, uh, the arrogant queen. We got Cepheus, the know nothing king. Who let's just you know. He's just, just kind of there, isn't he? He's just kind of there, really. He just yeah. kind of exists. We got Andromeda, the quirky princess heroine of the story. Uh, we got uh, Perseus, the our hero. Is she really a heroine? I don't know. She's well, yeah. She's chained to a wall. That's all. She, she also does, kind really. of exists. She does. She exists. She's the reason for the story, kind of. She did um, provide a pretty essential plot point. So yeah, you know, really she has one role. Point, 
uh, Perseus with a uh, special appearance of with the head of Medusa. Uh, and of course, the most lovable, our favorite flying horse of all mythology, Pegasus. Uh, That's gotta be your mom's favorite horse. It better be your mom's favorite horse. It's Pegasus. Pegasus. (laughs) Which, if Disney tells us anything, was made by Zeus taking an Olympic cloud molding it into a fun horse shape for his son, Hercules. Oh, I like that. I, you know what? It's been so long since I watched the Disney Hercules movie. It, it, Brandon has it holds up. It's a fabulous movie. <laughs> um, I was like Hades, he always puts even though a he's played gladiator. by uh, that guy that's gross. Uh, James, whatever his name is. I don't know. He's very mm-hmm. conservative. Oh, Hades. Um, uh, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Woods. Um, Woods. James Woods, yeah. Uh, so we got this whole cast of, uh, of Greek mythological beings. Um, and so the, uh, in the Northeast, uh, we have the W of Cassiopeia. So the W shape that you see in the Northeast, it does look like, yeah, pretty much, yeah, a little tilted, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, that's what I was... (laughs) Cassiopeia <laughs> side. Cass side. Cass side. Anyway, uh, this W is very easy to spot even in light polluted skies. It has bright stars. And really, you can see it all year round. It's just going to be higher in the sky earlier, uh, you know, throughout most of the night in the fall. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe it might, in the, in the spring, it's more lower on the horizon. So. Or at least like when we go out and look at it. Like, yeah. Because we all go out like right after sunset, look, and then that's Everybody it. That's does. the that's the only yep. part of the sky. Yeah. Never mind what happens at 3 a.m. Uh-huh. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so you can find her up there. Uh, and she, uh, Cassiopeia, uh, she was very vain uh, in mythology. She's not Man. like a real uh, person. <laughs> but in the myth, she's a very vain figure. Um, and she's kind of like, she's kind of like the, uh, the evil queen in Snow White, actually. Now that you think about it, she wants to be the Good. most beautiful yeah. in all the land. And her daughter, uh, Andromeda, uh, was very beautiful. And she was jealous of her, of her beauty. Am I not telling this correctly? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm here for the ride. I should have looked it up to refresh my memory on this story. But anyway, so Cassiopeia, uh, this vain woman, um, who, oh, oh yeah, she was so, oh, I, I got it now. I got it. There it's it coming is. back. There it's coming it back. I got it. She's I got so it. She's so vain that she probably thinks the story's about her. Okay. <laughs> Here's what happened. Cassiopeia, was running her mouth. There you go. Claiming that she was more beautiful than Hera, queen of no, the her daughter. gods. Her no, daughter. Hera. Her daughter was more beautiful. Oh, then her daughter was, oh, I almost had it. Oh, she almost just, had they wouldn't have known. She's so incredibly proud of her daughter that she claims her the most beautiful yes, okay. being in existence. More beautiful even than the queen of the gods herself, Hera. Yeah. And then what does Hera do? Hera gets real pissed off because you don't fuck with Hera. Uh, and Hera decides that uh, Cassiopeia, well, first of all, she chains, chains Andromeda to a rock to be sacrificed by a sea monster, the Kraken, a.k.a. Cetus, which is another constellation. But then, but <laughs> then... Oh, my goodness. Okay, oh my goodness. Right. Here, here we go. Here's the story. Take it away, Mike. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just jump All right, I'll pick, it, I'll pick it up what? where, where uh, uh, Cassiopeia <laughs> says that Andro says that Andromeda is more beautiful than okay. Uh, than Hera. Okay, let's see where Hera is pissed off. The rails. And what is what does she do? She uh, she makes it so that a massive sea monster is un- unleashed uh-huh. and just ravishes the coastline of uh, up and down the coastline of. You know, wherever, this Greek, wherever they live, <laughs> this, whichever Greek city <laughs> yeah. state it took place in. So the sea monster Cetus, really uh-huh, uh, uh-huh, constellation, uh-huh. Of the sky, is the destroying things, uh-huh. and they find out that the only way to get rid of this sea monster is to sacrifice their daughter uh-huh. Andromeda to it. You and know what? That's when she's going to eventually get chained to the rock. 
I mean, I may have been telling it that like part the, there were two punishments. A, uh, Andromeda has to be sacrificed to a sea monster, uh-huh. and B, Cassiopeia was then put in the sky where half the year she has to be upside down. And can you imagine what that's going to do to her complexion? She's going to get up, upside down. Well, that, that is true. <laughs> that, that, that part is true. She, I mean, she does spend half the year. Yeah, as, and, so, and that's her punishment for being so. So then vain. enters Perseus, ah, the yes. hero of the story. Yes. And he finds out that, uh, well, he ends up uh, killing Medusa. Yes, because her eyes turn men into stone. Puts her in a bag. Mm -hmm. Puts her head in a bag. bag. What's in the bag? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jumps on Pegasus. Uh Uh-huh. Yeehaw! (laughs) Pegasus flies to where uh, uh, Andromeda is chained to the rock. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is like the real, I mean, we really should... I mean, we, we've we already told this story. Uh, we have an entire episode where it's just yeah. We do story. have an entire episode. But we, we should tell it again, maybe, in, in the um, where we each have parts. I, and Well, they I, haven't I, heard Liz's version until no. now. And no so, one has. And so, <laughs> yeah, even the Greeks didn't hear it. Um, and they were there. And so... I was there again. Pegasus though. flies Perseus to oh, where Andromeda oh. is... Wait a minute, what? He, he, I made a he, reference. He made a what was what was that? Was there, that was a we are we are was, butchering this. That is no, it's like good. an obscure reference. But anyway, so um, Perseus shows up right when the sea monster right, is coming time. out of the Classic, water, yes. heading towards Andromeda, uh-huh. and Pegasus flies all around Perseus. It's like it really is like. The King Kong, like the 1930s King Kong with the biplane. Oh, yeah. So it's the around. ancient Greek King Kong story. And, and he is like <laughs> swatting. But anyway, so um, the basically Perseus pulls the head of Medusa out of the bag and turns the the sea monster to stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and it falls into the ocean, all that kind of stuff, and becomes the coral. Um, that's how he- coral he- is formed. But oh, say, hence the legend of Atlantis was formed. Yeah, oh. so the reason why it's called the Clash of the Titans mm-hmm. is because the sea monster and Medusa are titans. <gasps> and they really are battling each other oh. with that at the end. Oh, So it's not like Perseus that is makes... a titan. No, I never said he was a titan. No, no, no. no. So, you know, you don't. You don't really get that. I was just thinking just, the, you know, how the Greek gods were always bickering, you know, and it's a clash of them bickering. But I didn't think of the Titans. And, Duh, and, that makes so much I more bet, sense. I bet Cepheus is like a Titan of industry. So there's that. Oh, well. well done. That's like a, that's a Liz. Now, is he a yeah, captain of industry or a robber baron? Um, He's probably a captain. He's not a robber baron. Okay. Right. He's got a kingdom. So it's a great story. It's it's yeah. It, it actually is one of my that most I've favorite stories. Somehow just totally redone. Oh my, my goodness! Head. <laughs> we, we we both jumped in to try to get us back on track. <laughs> All right, but but okay. really, it's it's it is truly my favorite it's, story. It is my it's my favorite yeah. too, and. And you can spot basically, I'd say pretty much all the constellations. Okay, Andromeda and Perseus. Well, Cetus, yeah. yeah. Uh, Andromeda and Perseus are are, are, you're going to be helped out with like a a star map uh, because they're pretty faint. Although Andromeda, uh, basically, what you'll have um, in the eastern part of the sky, rising, we'll say around 10 p.m. local time, you'll look for a big square of stars. It's a very obvious square. And that's the great square of Pegasus. So it's the body of Pegasus. And then it has like a head and a neck and like a couple legs. Yeah, to me, it actually looks like what it's supposed to. That, yeah, yeah, yeah so, it, it so does. It's kind of like the front half of a horse. Yeah. Which so, is the better half of a horse, if I'm being honest. You are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> ass end. <laughs> a lot of stuff happens at the ass end. Yeah. Including getting kicked. Uh, which I, has happened to me at the ass end. I've been kicked. Um, I grew up really? with horses. I grew up with horses. Okay. I've had a hot wire uh, zaps and horse kicks. Never pee on a hot and wire. Horse steps stepping on my. Oh, that reminds me. Don't whiz on the electric fence when you're in a snippy fence. Yes, yes. But always have a log. Get a log. It's better Logs. than bad. It's good. <laughs> you also just join us with a hangover. Yeah. This is going to be. It's already like a cat hangover. Um, so the season. Coming off of Pegasus, off of uh, one of the stars of the square. The, actually, the ass end. Of the it. ass end of Pegasus is an A for ass end of <laughs> is an A for Andromeda. 
Uh, and that will be our beautiful princess as the ascend of Pegasus. And lo and behold, within the constellation of Andromeda, underneath her, like, I think, right armpit, if you have uh, very, very dark skies like or, or binoculars or a telescope, uh, there will be a little fuzzy patch of hair in her armpit. And that oh. little fuzzy ball, <laughs> that little that fuzzy ball Neither Neither is an entire galaxy that's bigger, that's larger than our Milky Way galaxy. And it is, of course, known as the Andromeda galaxy. It's also it's larger also, than the full moon. Uh, the, yeah, in, in, our sky. in our sky, it's larger yes. than the full moon, but it's so yeah, far away. It's, it's yeah. so far away that you know we can't see all of that with just our puny human limited yeah, eyeballs. I, I, I don't think I'll ever forget the first time I saw it mm-hmm. in a telescope mm-hmm. in Saturn. It's just like a fuzzy cotton ball. <laughs> like it's just a wisp. Time. It's a wisp of cloud. Yeah, but but then when you understand what it is. Oh. Did no one get my wisp of cloud? Oh, Gimli. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> Nothing. It's just a wisp of cloud. But you can't say wisp of cloud. That's three words. Have... But I, I'm still going to. But Sorry. I, I gave a look. Ordering? Gonna... Is that what I'm going to say? I missed a look. I, I said look. it in a cadence. Anyway. Oh, I would love to watch Lord of the Rings. Like that or Flash of the Titans. Actually, the 1989 version. As, as I was standing in my shower. After at eight hours on the plane, I thought I need to watch Lord of the Rings tonight. But the Clash of the Titans is might actually happen. You know, we we the three of us should uh, watch Clash of the Titans and just you know Skype, Zoom, whatever it is we'll that we want to do. The watch party, yeah. we'll do watch party. Join watch us party. as we live tweet uh, <laughs> Clash of the Titans tonight. Oh shit, we should. Constellation, but it's a reddish star called Algol. The demon the star. The demon star because oh, is that it's... the same star that invented the internet? Sorry, we are way off course today. <gasps> that's <laughs> that's actually that's all right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, but it's the head of the Medusa, basically, or the eye of Medusa. Um, so that star is most visible. And you know what? What is crazy about Algol is that all right. So Algol is a variable star. So I cannot hear Algol now. I'm sorry. I did say alcohol, you right? Did. You did. You're saying it correctly. Okay, but you Brandon's heard Brandon's my brain right now. You know what's crazy about Al Gore? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's cyclic. Um, no, anyway. <laughs> Algol is a variable star, so it it, it fades uh-huh, and, and uh-huh. brightens and all that kind of There are still people today, and when it is at its brightest, brightest mm-hmm. um, it's considered bad luck. And oh. so there are still people today that when it's, when it's at its brightest, will not fucking look at it. So I get I, what I envision is these people like on their refrigerator just have algal charts. <laughs> when, <laughs> when don't look at algal don't here. Don't look at it then. So um, the day we start selling Cosmos Cosmos merchandise, we need this light curve so we can put it on our refrigerators as magnets. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. I like that. We really should do merch. But anyway, um, so algal, check it out. Or don't check or don't. it out, <laughs> depending on your superstition. <laughs> Ooh, uh, one of the textbooks that uh, Jack had, we're looking at had it spelled is Al, Al and Gol. A L space I mean, maybe it's hyphenated though in in Arabic though. I thought it was just one word. I thought I mean, we write it as one word, but it is an Arabic word. It is Arabic, uh, but I, in fact, but most I, star names are, are yeah. Arabic. Al Debaran. Uh, Man, all the textbooks are going to shit. Well, I mean, I think I think they're made. A lot of them are made. Companies make them in Texas. Anyway, what? Some say there are no English stars. (laughs) Oh God! (laughs) Uh, This is this is a long show, folks. You know what I love is like Brandon's like I'm gonna have to drink water. (laughs) He's making all these references. We've we've had more take a drinks than Mm -hmm. we've had. Um, when, when my mind doesn't work, it tries to connect 
references to yes. where I can yes. understand. Yeah. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Leaving the Clash of the Titans family behind, one more <laughs> constellation, she's one more constellation that is will be rising in the east that you'll be able to spot part of it. You'll be able to spot one of its fish heads, and this is Pisces, and it's called the Circlet of Pisces. It'll be like kind of a circlet, it'll look like a little circlet of stars um, so, below Perseus, and so that's Pisces. Nothing to do with your, you know... Nothing to do with anything other than uh, it's a constellation that will Right, be so it's a little too early in the sky right now, uh, but no, no, I'm not going there. Continue oh, on. No. Continue okay, on. so Planet. mid-September, mid-September, rising uh, in, in the east. Planets, moving on. We got planets, of course. You know, we always have planets. That's infestation um, of planets in the solar system. In fact, the planets are always visible, uh, are always, you know, up in the sky all the time. It's just sometimes the sun is also up and the sun's really bright, so it just blocks out everything else. Um, oh, no. Uh, so Venus, Venus will be setting uh, in the morning sky now uh, in September. Uh, at, at September 18th, it'll actually be at its greatest brightness. Um, and again, it's in the morning sky and it's the third brightest object in our evening sky. And so that makes it the morning star. It will be the morning star. It's either referred to as the morning star, evening star. Um, and currently it's in, uh, in the morning star. And you're right, Jack, the sun is such a bully. It's always just getting in the way of everybody blocking, and blocking their light from reaching Also us. shooting like particle beams at planets and shit. It's shooting at, like lasers oh at us all the time. There are literal photons going through you right now from the sun. Yeah. And charged particles and neutrinos. Oh, it's rude. Worse. It's it's rude. I hate the sun. Well, We'd be better without it. <laughs> we would all die horrible deaths. <laughs> or never have existed in the first place. Uh, yeah, also sure. in the morning sky is Mercury. Now, now Mercury... Mercury is uh, is is tough to spot a lot of times. It sticks close to the yeah. sun. It's the closest planet to the sun in the solar system. It's his little buddy. Um, it's little pal. Um, and so uh, usually it's too close to the sun for us to be able to see it. Um, however, uh, it will be visible in the early morning sky right before sunrise. Um, or sun, uh, yeah. Sunrise, yeah. On 9-23, on September 23rd, it will have its peak it will have its peak altitude in the we sky. Should, so it's peak go. separation from the sun. So that is actually oh. the best time to be and able to see really it. you really got to keep it separated. Is that greatest? <laughs> oh, well done. Offspring reference. Very. Is that that's greatest western elongation? Yeah, because it's, it's rising in the sun. It's no, it's it, no, it, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's west, west of the sun. We, we actually should see if we could see it. I, I don't think we're going to be able to because so many trees and mountains. Um, it, it's going to be 16 degrees above the horizon before sunrise. Yeah. Um, like and, and your fist, uh, if you hold it up in the sky, the fist is about 10, your fist is about 10 degrees. Yeah, no, we're but, not, but, we're not but isn't it if you hold out your, your outstretched hand like that, doesn't that make up another three, five degrees depending on the hand? So that's 15 right there. So 10, 15? I don't know. I just know a fist is ten, roughly 10 degrees. I guess he had a thumb so, in there. That's 12 degrees. Everybody who can... <laughs> I, I I'm not going to say the joke. The people, on Spotify, people on Spotify hear this kind of a little bit of silence, and it's us sitting there sticking <laughs> yeah, our fists we're just, out. We're all just hand, having <laughs> we're all doing out. this stupid stuff. Um, so, but... But if you don't want to, you know, be up right before uh, sunrise, you know, if you're more of a late uh, I really sleeper. don't want to be up I right know, before sunrise. I know, but we sunrise. are. But, you, you know, uh, you know, if you're more of a night owl or, or like to be out at night, um, Juby Jupes and Saturn, uh, they'll be up all night. They'll rise early in the evening um, and, and uh, you'll be able to catch them all night. And Jupiter is uh, very bright. Uh, it is the uh, second brightest object in the nighttime sky, and it's right. to the moon. And uh, I mean, what Jupiter is? No, I'm sorry, it's the third bright. No, wait, Venus is the second ob brightest yeah, sun, object. Sun, moon, Venus. Jupiter, Jupiter is the third object, brightest object. I call Venus. And uh, depending the third where the ISS object. is in your night sky as well, it could be a little brighter. And you can find out by going where is ISS.com or where just Google where's the ISS and you can find out when the Bingo. ISS will fly over you. Uh, so uh, so the big uh, the big gassies they'll be up for us. Big gassies. Big gassies. It just acknowledges um, the anniversary of the of a demise of a planet, Pluto. 
Mm. I mean, it still exists. It's, I was like, Vulcan? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's fine. Pluto does uh, not exist Pluto doesn't anymore. even know that we've named it Pluto. Pluto. Um, it's a cold. Now, I, Pluto uh, died in August of 2006, 17 years ago. Pluto died. Now, a weird thing is happening with Pluto and the missions there. Of course, we had New Horizons past uh, Pluto. Uh -huh. uh, but in the newest uh, proposed budget for NASA, it basically cancels New Horizons and the Kuiper Belts. What? <gasps> no! Yeah, so it significantly, significantly decreases the budget to basically where all we're going to be able to do is hear it, and that's it, as opposed <gasps> to doing science in the Kuiper Belt. And when it leaves the Kuiper Belt in 2025, 2026, I think is an estimated time frame, we just won't get anything. Um, so if you're this upset about that, this is like our that, only chance to study the Kuiper Belt because it yeah. takes so long to get there, and we haven't had anything okay. go All there. Right. Is this is this from Congress or is this a NASA decision? So it's it's kind of both in that Congress will levy down the budget, and NASA has to pick and choose All which right. of its children to kill. So talk no. to your congressman. Reach out to very, your congressman. Very so. very Christian. What? <laughs> which of its children to which kill? Children All right, Cain and Abel. <laughs> Oh no! Breaking news. And to be <laughs> fair, the, the budget it needs to continue doing science is ten million, which is nothing compared to anything in the U.S. budget. Like oh my the god! Military. You could like not build one like plane. Bomber? Don't build one plane. Oh, I I, I did my part <laughs> when I was doing. Pick a pick a plane. It doesn't matter. Any, what pick plane any it plane, does. any military plane. Any Don't military build plane. it and give or that money. Repair of an old. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thing. All right, all right. Oh, that hurts. Uh, I'm sure I, I should not have brought up Pluto. Pluto. We didn't know. We didn't but know. That, didn't that know. is part of you the didn't news. Know. That's why we're here. Um, but Pluto was demoted to a dwarf planet, quote unquote, um, 17 years ago. 17 years ago, right about this time. I think it was August 24th or 26th, something like that. So 17th anniversary. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Thank you. Pluto, we love you. We love you. We love you. Uh, and you're like the, one of the largest dwarf planets. So, good, you know, it works out in your favor anyway. And you can what? still make pizzas. Uh, so, some other shit. Uh, up Literally, there. that's what it says. I know, it's my new segment title. It was just other shit. Other uh, shit. September 1st, a minor meteor shower that isn't really going to be that visible, but I yeah. thought I'd just point it out anyway. The Origid or or meteor shower, which originates in the constellation of Origa, the eagle. Uh, there's only about six per hour. The moon is going to be 92% illuminated. So, you, you're not so really you're, lot, you know, right. but you know, you could, if you're, if you're out, you know, and see a streak and, across the sky, yeah. then you may have and seen it, an oregon. And this is why in earlier, um, radio showers, that's why you catch the falling stars and put them in the pocket to save them from this day. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, another, going... Is that an, is that a, is that a Lord of the Rings? Is that Ellen? Elena? No, no, it's a song from the 1950s. Oh. Catch a falling star and put it in your oh, God, it God, for a rainy day. We're not as old as you, Brandon. But anyway, Auriga um, <laughs> will be right after sunset, probably pretty high. Up. Yeah, it's a summertime constellation. It's part of the summer triangle. So it'll, it'll be up. The, but since it's uh, it's six meters per hour, which isn't a lot, yeah. and uh, the moon's pretty bright, um, you know, you're, yeah, you don't see not... anything, and if you do, it's going to be near the horizons. Mm -hmm. And if you were curious, Ariga or Ariga um, is the the eagle that brought the. Did you just correct me? I don't know how to say it. I always say it. No Ariga. one knows how to say any of these. We just make it up as we go. Federico knows. <laughs> That's because he's knows. European. He's, he's Italian. Better he's better. They have a better education. They, have a, they know more languages. They don't I know put in all of our American bullshit. I mean, <laughs> anyway, uh, on September 4th, my dad's birthday, uh, <laughs> Moon and uh, Jupiter are going to be close together. They're going to be hanging out. They're going to be having their own little Moon Jupiter party. Uh, going to do a little meet and greet. They will be three degrees apart from each other, okay, which is. Three degrees. No, 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 no. You, the way that you said moon dooby doops. Meet and greet? Meet and oh, greet. Oh, meet and greet. I heard, because because you don't come through my headphones, I hear I heard moon dooby doops. Moon and dooby doops. It sounded very sing-songy oh. to me. And... <laughs> moon and dooby doops. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I'm whatever. Gonna... Um, so the three degree. <laughs> three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry. Man. 
What a, what a laugh. This, is, like this. this is why. At a degrees, it's 30% of your fist put in front of you, as we learned earlier. <laughs> this is why we're taking a break, everybody. We need, <laughs> we need some mental health downtime. Um, uh, the, the, the three stars in Orion's belt are about three degrees apart. So if you are familiar oh. with Orion's belt, it's about that kind of same distance. So it's relatively As, close to each other. Which I did yeah. not know until I read the notes earlier. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can check them out on September uh, 4th. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, on, uh, like, September 22nd and 23rd, we have Fall Begins. Spooky season! The autumnal equinox, or if you're in the southern hemisphere, the vernal equinox. Uh, so, equal day, equal night, and we leave summer and head into fall. Yeah. Thank God. Um, on September 26th, uh, the moon and Saturn then hang out. They're chilling Ooh. together. So uh, they are having their own meet and greet. Uh, they yeah. will be two degrees apart. So they'll be... Well, it's oh, super close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the moon on uh, September 29th is going to decide to hulk out. Uh, and we get a full moon super moon. Okay, got you. And that's the blue moon as well, <laughs> isn't it? No, that was last month. That was August. That was like yesterday. God. That was, yeah. This is, oh, this no. is August. I'm so confused. With What's okay? Do we take a drink? No, because he's not zoning out. No, he's not out, zoning but, out. He's just confused. A, he's confused at where he is and when he is. It is a time zone moment, though. <laughs> All right, oh take gosh, a drink I'm for a time zone moment. Right <laughs> so less like braces. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um. Oh, oh, Jackson's coming this fall to the WB. The moon and Juby Juice, two stellar bodies living together. Yeah, one's it, a tight ass. Like... One looks too high. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they were modern odd couple. Yeah, 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 stellar odd couple. Juby Juice is always uh, bringing people around, so it's like Charlie Sheen in that uh-huh. one show he was in. Oh, two and a half men. Two and a half men. Yeah, yeah. Juby Juice has his entourage of of Trojans that <laughs> yeah. just like to come by. <laughs> Unannounced every now and then. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, astronomy news. Now, we did have a little bit of a breaking news earlier, if you were uh, listening or uh, joining us live, where uh, we found out that uh, bad shit with New Horizons. But this is good shit. But we have some good news to share with you. India made it to the moon surface. Oh, not just anywhere, too. This is exciting. In the south polar area of the moon which no spacecraft has landed before not yet. we we hit it that's all we've done yeah, we've okay. a couple at, times we threw stuff at it but <laughs> we didn't land there we haven't actually landed there yet so india's uh chandrayaan 3 uh mission chandran thank you yeah. i can't i mean there's too many vowels um so chandrayaan but whatever. Yeah, anyway, continue. Maybe right. I mean, yeah. I feel like everybody who's not American is like just goes like, yeah, they don't know how to say anything. So they just I, they oh, just like smile like, and nod. At I it. keep saying Federico will tell us. I don't say that as a dig. I'm like, please tell us. <laughs> please We're correct our bullshit. Uh, but it it uh, launched the moon in July. In July. That sounds right. Uh, uh, I think July. We did have July. an episode high in the sky where Brandon talked about its launch. Um, and everything. Uh, and so uh, the Vikram lander and the Pragyon, Pragyon rover. Yeah, um, uh, the lander landed and the rover has roved. It has. It's roved. Lander, lander and the rover has roved. <laughs> There's really cool video of it yeah. actually going out uh-huh. onto the surface. It's like, hello. Leaving exactly little, little moon tracks, uh-huh, rover uh-huh. tracks on the moon. And, and hopefully now so they're cool. back to the moon for good. Oh. That is a that is a planetary reference, guys. Very niche is for those. Very niche. Very that is niche. very niche. Very niche planetary reference right there. Um, Vikram, by the way, means valorous, and Pragyan, uh, I apologize for my pronunciation, means wisdom. I clearly don't have the mm. wisdom to look up how it's pronounced. Um, it's going to do fourteen days of experiments. Um, it's going to test surface plasma density, thermal properties, soil composition, and internal activities of the moon. Um, and it's actually the first country to land on the moon since 2020. Yeah. Um, and four years ago, they had Chandrayaan 2, 
uh, launch, and it's a, it's in orbit around the moon, but it's lander and rover, they crashed on the surface, mm -hmm. so they threw stuff at it. And, and if you have an opportunity, it's like watching any video of the uh, mission control of NASA landing on the moon or Mars or anywhere, just how excited everyone gets. Yeah. Watch that with Indy as well. It just gives you the exact same uh -huh. feelings of happiness. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, it's... All right, so at the conference, uh, uh, all right, there was a there was a planetarium conference that just happened. Mm -hmm. um, it was it was kind of a small subset of the entire community, but um, there was a guy who who said, "Hey, it is a great day. Um, uh, Chandrayaan, th whatever three landed on the moon. It's a great day, and hopefully that will get NASA to go to the moon now." And I was like, "You should just stop." Before yep. that, so yeah. you don't need an expert. Um, you don't, you need, don't need. You don't need that. But it really is because the more people we have landing on the moon, the better. Yeah, and the more the more countries that are studying the moon, that's still the more we are learning about the, the moon. We learn about our, our, our knowledge of the universe the isn't moon, dependent on NASA. <laughs> the moon is not some sort of capitalist entity that no. we need to to land on and own. It's not some sort of nationalistic thing that we need to land on and own. It did. The moon is for everybody to explore. The universe is for everybody and, and everything and everything. We we have we should celebrate the accomplishment because it's hard. It's and, hard yeah. because just the day before, Russia tried to land on on the moon and slam fucking into it. Yeah. Whoops, the day. Oh, this is the oh, next. That's the next. Uh, no, I didn't add oh, that. No, that's take, it, take it away, Mike. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we need to celebrate these accomplishments. Um, yeah, we learn from what the Russians did. We learn from any time that we, you Don't know, crash somewhere. But, yeah, we, but we celebrate these successes. Mm -hmm. So, to all of the people of India, you know, congratulations. Uh, we're so excited for you. This is an amazing thing, and we look forward to what uh, Chandra three, Vikram, and the Pragyan. Pragyan? Yeah, the rover um, is is going to teach us about the moon. Okay. So cheers to India! Cheers, cheers to India! India. What, ISRA is that what it is? Yes. ISRA, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And it was cool. So uh, just this year, I installed the system in New Delhi. And on their Twitter, like they had a huge event out there. Like news people were out there checking it out as they were watching it live on the dome. So it was super fantastic to see. I'm very happy. Oh, yeah, when when I went to Hyderabad, and just to show them how to to how to use the system, um, they had opening day. They had the regional governor in come oh, in. Oh my goodness! To do, um, uh, she gave a speech. There was just so much press. The place was full of people. There was so much excitement, and the world's greatest tea lady was there as well. Oh, yes, well, yes, okay, all right. Tea. So. All right. Well, but speaking <laughs> we of spacecrafts, speaking of spacecrafts, speaking of spacecrafts, me. This is my fishing pole. I got you because we can talk about India okay. tea all day. Oh, we, okay. we can. Apparently, it's very good. Everybody, everybody, go to. No, 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 no. It's not. Uh, very right. Speaking good. of spacecrafts, the okay, Chrism, the greatest thing in the, the world, Chrism, the Chrism telescope. Uh, and that's how it's pronounced. It's spelled X-R-I-S-M, which stands for X-Ray Imaging and Spectroscopy Mission, but pronounced CRISM. I'm really glad you included that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is a JAXA, a Japanese space agency mission. Uh, it's going to launch on August 28th, but that is actually, if you're with us live, at 526 Pacific Time tonight on JAXA's YouTube uh, channel. Oh. So if you're listening to this on uh, Spotify, it's already happened. Yay! And here's to the success. Here's to the Yay! success of Jackson. I'm sure it Yay! did. It did it. All right, you have to edit that out. If, it's if it doesn't do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's going to be hanging out in low Earth orbit. Okay, it's not like a JWST going millions of miles away. Uh, and it's going to study, it's, it's X-ray, so it's studying high energy light, high energy energy radiation yeah um it's going to study how clusters of galaxies have formed and evolved how the universe pr produced and distributed chemical elements um the structure of space time under gravity's pull and how massive uh black holes affect star formation in host galaxies so it's doing some some heavy duty science work here <laughs> 
Well done. Yes, heavy duty. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, it's going on a three-year tour. Oh, a you're supposed to see it. Tour. There you go. Just sit right back in here. A tale, a tale of a spaceful, uh, spaceful craft that started on a Terran Earth aboard a tiny continent. Yeah. Woo. That was good. Oh, you I like, like that. Okay. That was no, good. Yeah. That was good. Um, and that's only because uh, it has a, it's using helium to cool its instruments. Ooh. They need to be super cool, which I'll touch on in a, in a minute. Um, but they only have like the helium is only going to last three years, so. And then this shit gets too hot and it can't work properly. Oh, so this is like um, a true three year. Yeah. Yeah. This, this isn't, isn't like, no, this isn't this like is curiosity or spirit and opportunity that are lasting. Yeah. <laughs> that was launched 10 um, years ago. <laughs> no, it's like a, it's a three year, uh, year study. Um, it has two mirrors. Now these are not your typical mirrors. They're not like a polished glass or metal like you would find on a Hubble or a James. No, Webb I would look good in these mirrors. typical. Um, <laughs> They are, they're like a funhouse mirror. It's a, a cylindrical made of thin aluminum foils um, nestled Ooh. kind of inside one each other. And there's 16, there's uh, 1,624 segments of this. Um, and so they reflect the x-rays that are on a sensor. And that sensor is, a sensor is 18, or sensor, is how Spock says it, sensor, is 18 feet away from okay. where Neat. the... Feet. So this thing ain't that's, tiny. That's feet. Um, in fact, these space telescopes tend to be uh, fairly large. <laughs> um, and the mirrors were assembled at NASA's uh, Goddard Space and Flight Center in Maryland. And this is actually a joint mission between uh, uh, JAXA, uh, e- NASA, and ESA. With okay. our powers combined. Yes. Oh, shit. All right. I mean, that's, that's Lord of the Rings reference. Is no, it? it's not. No, well, it's no, like, what did you say? Tower it's like Captain Planet. Reference. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh. I was like, wait a minute. This oh. isn't Lord of the Rings. Okay, what did you Captain say? Planet. With our powers combined. And then they hold oh, their up. our powers. I heard our towers. Oh, <laughs> oh that's not a... That, no. With, no. with Sauron and Sauron. I was Sauron. thinking of Captain Planet the other day. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why. As we all should. <laughs> Thanks, Ted Turner. <laughs> um... It has two main instruments, uh, Resolve, and this is a spectrometer. So this is where the helium comes in. It Shit. needs to be kept 50 times colder than deep space. Oh, okay. So How cold is that? It's I don't know. It's three degrees Kelvin? Yeah. Yeah. Three so degrees above absolute zero. It's fucking cold. Um, but, but, you know, 50, 50 times uh, colder than that is what? Probably uh, 1.5 degrees. Sorry, What? Okay, and, don't tell me the Suns won some game, because no, the last time you did that... That was like three years ago. No, okay, so, quick quick thing, because I've had a whole drink and I don't have any sleep in me. Uh, so, the Resolve is a ship name, but I didn't know where it was at, or what it was famous for, so I googled it, and the first thing that comes up, um, I don't know how this relates to it, but it's Tanabata Vehicle Carrier. A Tanabata! Well, I mean, it's a Japanese, so they took... <laughs> Their story of Japanese Tanabata, yeah, which we went into we like last about. time, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, oh, that makes me happy. Oh, that's fine. That's nice. why I got excited. Okay, um, so that's cool. You know, hey, we, you were with us in the last yeah. one, right? Probably. He was with us when we did Tanabata. The July hide and sky. Yeah, so in or, June, last yeah. time we were with us in June. It might have been. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, so it needs to be that cold to measure minor changes in temperature. Yeah, no, I get that, yeah. Um, and so it can measure light that is one hundred to thousands of times, hundreds to thousands of times more energetic than than uh, visible light. Um, okay. And so, uh, and then it has a secondary instrument called Extend. Um, e X. Oh, sorry. X just starts with an X. Um, okay. Ability. Um, this allows it to image X-ray sources in a larger field of view than any other uh, X-ray right, so telescope, it's a large field of view. Um, or than anything else so far. So it can observe an area that's sixty percent larger than the average size of the full moon, which is one degree, right, and, or half a degree. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So. Uh, and it can it, it'll monitor nearby stars that give off variable X-rays, and it can map properties of X-ray nice. sources in the background while Resolve is working. Oh, cool. Um, so that, that's an exciting, uh, what was the last uh, x-ray telescope that we had? Was it, uh, Chandra? Chandra? Uh, off the top of my head. Yeah, Chandra. Yeah, Chandra is retired, right? Yeah. yeah. Unless, 
Yeah. Let me do a quick thing. I'll get back to my 20 seconds. Yeah, also look up Compton, because those are it, Hubble, Chandra, Kepler, not Kepler, uh, Spitzer, um, and Compton were the four great observatories. That right. We watched. And they were each Hubble's, still Hubble's visible. Uh, 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 Compton is gamma rays. Chandra was X-rays. Spitzer was, was infrared. infrared. Yeah. yeah. New Star was launched in 2012. Um, so New Star. That's the first time I've heard of New Star, actually. I've heard of New Star. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there you go. Is it an X-ray telescope? It is. Yes. Okay. And so, is it still active? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Cool. So look up Chandra, though. But um, but that's exciting because it's gonna be it's gonna be looking at some good shit. I was like, holy shit, space time! The structure of space yeah, uh, time. It's Chandra is still ongoing. Okay. Cool. Oh, okay. Cool. Good. You don't I, need to take it take it take it in for Chandra just yet. No. Okay. Good. But I will anyway because hell yeah, Chandra. Chandra. Um, what about Compton? Just look it up real quick. All right, go on. All right. So, well, let's let's go. Uh, let's let's cool stick Compton. within our solar system, but go a little bit a little beyond the Earth, home. a little a little closer to home. Uh, good old Neptune. Hey, Neppy Neps. Neppy Neps. No, no doesn't work. <laughs> Neppy Neps. No, I, th- I think we reserved that whole thing to Jupiter. Neptune. The tunes. Call them the tunes. Oh, the tunes. Uh, <laughs> all right, so Neptune, uh, basically what they're finding out, what astronomers are finding out, is that it seems that the solar cycle, the, the sun's magnetic cycle, which is an 11-year uh, cycle, mm-hmm. where um, it's, it's basically, basically its magnetic field gets all twisted up around it, and it gets uh, to solar maximum, where it's like really active, a lot of sunspots, a lot of prominences, a lot of uh, CMEs, coronal mass ejections. Right now, right? Uh, yeah, and then the poles will flip, and it'll unwind and detangle, and then it reaches solar minimum, where it's kind of nothing's happening, it's chill. Um, it's hanging out. Uh, it's had some, you know, space weed or something. Um, and it's relaxing. And so what they're, what they're finding is by looking at basically over 30 years of observational data is that it appears that Neptune's clouds are affected by the solar cycle and they kind of mirror it, so to speak. Love that. Um, and so, um, and and so that means that what they're seeing in the clouds isn't necessarily always a seasonal thing, you know, because all, all the planets, including the earth, you know, our clouds, you know, have, have to do with seasonal changes, you know, obviously if it's for us in the winter, we got more clouds. We got in the Northern hemisphere, we got more clouds, more rain, more snow, et cetera, you know, you know, in the summer, more hurricanes and that kind of cloud patterns, that sort of thing. Right. These seasonal changes. Um, but so for different reasons, for different reasons, yes. Um, but we can see storms in Jupiter. We've seen storms on Neptune. In fact, I'll get to that uh, kind of. Uh, we've seen storms on Saturn, you know, and, and these we've seen seasonal changes happening within those atmospheres of those gas giants. Um, but essentially what they're observing with Neptune here is that um, its clouds, it, or the, it seemed to uh, brighten near solar um uh minimum i feel like i might have reversed this in the notes um and did near solar maximum i might have switched that but um well, no, no, no. So, so, so let's think about this for a second so right now if we look at neptune so i saw these pictures as well mm-hmm. it's very clear of clouds and storms and yes. we're nearing nearing solar maximum so okay, that goes okay. to so say I'm what right. your notes are saying okay. is that as we approach solar maximum there is less features on neptune okay Right, but there's also more um, like particles and stuff that's being shot out mm-hmm. and CMEs and stuff mm-hmm. that's happening currently. And so since you have that uptick in, informa- uh, mm-hmm. in activity, uh, I would expect one drink into this that... Um, that you would see an increase in activity. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't. No, I think I have it re- uh, reversed because later on I say that uh, basically okay. Ariandi Chavez at the Center for Astrophysics and Harvard and Smithsonian um, that they have compelling evidence that Neptune ah. brightens soon after solar max due to an okay. uptick okay. in the number of and, bright high altitude clouds. And to, and to be fair as well, uh, the last time we passed by Neptune was what in eighty eight. Yeah, so that would yeah. Three like cycles, a, something what? like that. Like so yeah, I guess it tracks. Yeah. 
So it's actually so it, it brightens at solar max and it and it and it dims solar min. Um, there's a bit of a two year lag. That's that that is between no, get, yeah. the cycles there. Um, and so they've taken all these different images and they've been able to use mid uh, infrared images that can show uh, that's shown upper atmosphere changes. Um, and and uh, they've collected hundreds of archival near infrared images going all the way back to 1994 from the Hubble Keck and Lick observatories. Um, and they were able to create kind of a detailed sequence of uh, the clouds on Neptune. And then they were able to uh, look at the solar cycle and find this correlation there. Now, um, uh, of course, correlation does not necessarily mean a causation. So this isn't like a set in stone kind of thing that it's 100% caused with the solar you know, cycle or mirrors the solar cycle, but there's a lot of evidence that is suggesting uh, that it does. And and they're seeing that that the sunlight is impacting molecules in the atmosphere. So during solar um, uh, maximum, the visible light output doesn't dramatically increase a lot, but the ultraviolet output surges by like 40% yeah. uh, throughout this cycle. And so what happens is that breaks up methane molecules in Neptune's atmosphere, uh, forming these hydrocarbons that then kind of seed clouds. They're like the seeds of clouds. Um, and, uh, but since Neptune's seasons, they do last 40 years. Uh, there's a lot of factors then to consider in the terms of, you know, is this is this correlated with the sun cycle or, you know, are these seasonal changes because that season is so long and our length of time observing Neptune, again, is really one, only like, you one know, cycle. Uh, one, yeah, one cycle or, right. you know, I mean, we don't have that breadth of observational season, data. Season. Less than one Neptune in the air, significantly yeah. less. Yeah. Oh. So, but, but this is intriguing, though, you know, and it, it does actually point in the direction that of of thought of of hypothesis, you know, mm -hmm. and so, um, yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's and cool. also, news along with that is that um, that Neptune has even more in store for us, where uh, a dark spot on Neptune has been detected Ooh. from Earth for the very first time. Now, Neptune did, is previously known for having a dark spot, um, which was seen by Voyager 2. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, Hubble has seen it, or there was, um, it was, oh, it was a, it was a, yeah, it was a, the multi-unit spectroscopy explorer, or MUSE, uh, um, uh, had. Uh, They're great concerts, I hear. Uh, this, uh, <laughs> yes, I thought of the band MUSE as well. <laughs> Uh, okay, so let me start over because I kind of messed this up a little bit. Um, uh, so it's the first one spotted from Earth. So our space telescopes have spotted, or our satellite, or our space Voyager, Voyager 2. 2 had spotted the dark spot. And it had it had dissipated a few years after Voyager 2 had, had Yeah, there's really by. cool images of it. Yeah, so there's really neat images known as the Great Dark Spot because it looks like a big fucking dark spot. Uh, uh, well, but they're everything. also comparing it to the Great Red Spot. So. Yeah, and, and Jupiter's great red spot, that's known to be this hurricane-like storm in its atmosphere, whereas the dark spot is a little bit more mysterious as to what it was. Mm. Is it a storm? It is it kind of like a, a gap in the atmosphere, like a hole in the atmosphere, mm. um, something like that? Um, so ESO's uh, Very Large Telescope Array, or VLT, it, VLT. Uh, it spotted the large dark spot <laughs> uh, with a brighter small spot next to it, which has never been something that's seen before. Um, oh, okay. And so using their MUSE, their multi-unit spectroscopic explorer, they could use multiple length, uh, wavelengths, or they could view multiple wavelengths that were basically different depths in Neptune's atmosphere. Um, so they could see below that, like, kind of surface, I say in air quotes, haze um, that we can just see by looking at pictures or looking at Neptune through a telescope or that certain thing. And so that gives them more detail into Neptune than they've ever seen before. Um, and so what they're seeing is that that instead of this being like a, like a hole in its atmosphere, it's likely a result of particles that are darkening in a lower layer below the visible haze layer as these ices and hazes in Jupiter's atmospheres mix, mix together. Um, and then the bright spot is like a rare type of cloud that has never been observed before on Neptune, and it's at the same level as the dark spot 
in its atmosphere. So they're hanging out together. Basically, they're everybody's hanging out together in the solar system. And so this is a new type of feature that they don't really know much about and still need to learn and figure out. So Neptune still holds lots of um, uh, mysteries. Mysteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There it is. So we've uh, never had a show right. just on Neptune. That, oh, we have. Hey, well, season five. That's my favorite season planet. Five. Season five. Is it really? It is. All right. Well, I tell you what, add it to the list. You know, you know the list I'm talking about. Right? Yeah. And I have a quick bit. I have a quick bit news. Quick bit news. Quick bit. Brief, pop, quick pop. bit. Uh, that uh, recently, the um, ESA's Mars Express Orbiter, hanging out with Mars, taking pictures of Mars' surface, doing a lot of uh, science that way. It Popping has discovered, uh, researchers have seen what they believe is evidence of a landslide. Uh, oh, from uh, Olympus Mons on Mars, which is the largest right. volcano in the fucking solar system. Uh, and so there's this crumpled feature, which is called Lycus Sulci, on the edge of the base of Olympus Mons um, that was basically 100 million years ago. Olympus Mons is erupting and fucking shooting lava out as the lava's flowing. And large amounts of lava triggered uh, landslides that became like crumpled and pulled apart uh, creating these sort of wrinkly features. Uh, oh, so this is not like a recent... No, no, no. I'm sorry. Okay. This is like evidence okay. of yeah, landslides caused yeah. from the eruption of Olympus Mons millions, hundreds of millions of years ago. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's but, really cool. But, you know, it's it's just kind of a neat little uh, thing that's just been, yeah. just been kind of seen on Mars and they've and basically been able to figure you know, out what they think it is. What's crazy is that we, we have a lot of imagery of of Olympus Mons, mm-hmm. and to, I mean, to really kind of um, start understanding this now is is great. But you know, I, I and I guess Brandon thought this too was it like in a recent oh landslide. No. But be in the and reason why we thought that is because the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter (MRO) has actually found evidence of recent landslides and craters mm, and okay. r- related to water and stuff like that. And yeah. So, I mean, it, it's really cool. Anytime yeah, no, this is just like, just new evidence of old shit <laughs> that happened. But, you know, if you think about it, you know, how many people do you have that are, you know, researching this or looking at the, you know, it's not a lot of people that you have. That's why it takes yeah. so long to learn. It's, it's things. at least six. To learn things about all the planets or to learn things about space is because you have, you know, you know, especially these these professional research astronomers, you know, they have their their niches. They have their things that they are specifically researching, whereas the universe is filled with, a, oh, you know, and innumerable things to research and study. Right. Know? And, you know, I, I've said this before, but um, to me, one of the coolest things to think about is that. For just a brief moment. Yes, 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 yes. That, that person is the only person in the entire universe that knows whatever it is they know. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For just like, for a moment, Einstein was like, yeah, I know something that nobody else knows. At least on Earth. You know, there might yeah. be some alien somewhere. But it's like, or Feynman. Or Newton. And Newton fucking sat on gravity for years. Everyone sits on gravity, though. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. But his understanding of gravity, he sat on that for years. It it was only uh, when he found out that somebody else was going to release something similar. (laughs) Someone else was thinking about gravity, too. (laughs) Yeah, that he released what he he knew. But it's just an amazing thing. But... um, I, I just love the whole idea of landslides on Mars, whether it's in the past or, or recent, mm-hmm. because it just shows that Mars is a, a dynamic place. Mm-hmm. We, we tend to think of these places as static and unchanging. Mm-hmm. That is because Desolate. of the way that we see the, the universe. Beautiful desolation. Magnificent desolation. Magnificent yes. desolation. But the moon is not static. Like in, Impacts happen on it. Mars it's has landslides and impacts happen on it. And earthquakes. Uh, Jupiter has, you know, all these storms in the atmosphere. Neptune. I got a question for the hangover. But even Venus. Venus was volcanically active, if not now, not too long ago. Not too and long ago, And so yeah. all of these worlds are changing. Uh, Mercury is shrinking. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as it releases heat. You know, when you get old, I heard you shrink a little bit. And Earth has an infestation. Oh, yeah. A deadly one. Uh, Parasitic. Parasitic. Well, it'll get over over it eventually. (laughs) I'm not going to show whether it's Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No matter what Jesus says. It's got a good immune system. Anyway... Thanks for joining us, everyone, on this episode Thank of you. High in the Sky. We went higher and skyerist than we've ever gone before in this. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that explains. If you just hear this one bit of the show, that explains how the show went. Uh, we <laughs> will return on September 24th. September 24th. I can finish the sentence. Thank you very much. Oh, on September wow. 24th. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's just that, like, you know, for the past few times, like, we don't know the date. It's September. It was it September before. I know you're excited because this 26. is the one time we actually know the day. I know I get your wow. excitement. All right. I get your excitement, but every time I've gone to say it, you always say it first. September twenty fourth is on that. September twenty fourth, everybody. September twenty sixth. September twenty fourth, everybody. We'll be back uh, with a high in the sky for October, and we'll see what's been going on in the astronomy news throughout September. Will we discover like new another science? universe or something? New physics? Will that happen? We don't know. It could happen. It could, but it won't. But But, it could. (laughs) But it could. And if it does, we'll be back. I should say the chances are very slow. We'll be back. Well, you know, anything can happen according to quantum. So uh, we will be back to talk about it. But for now, follow us on all the things at Drinking Cosmos on Twitter. Uh, Cosmos of Cosmos, everywhere else. Uh, we will have shots coming out for you shots. in our absence, so you can watch those. Uh, Recording one later will, today. Yeah, but we'll see you. Anyway, we'll see you next time on September 24th. Cheers.